the Bible Study Podcast, episode 584. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the kings of Judah with 2 Kings chapter 20. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with chapter 20. Chapter 19 left on this high note of the defeat of the Assyrians by God. Chapter 20 is a little more somber because Hezekiah, that good king, becomes ill. Hezekiah's illness. In those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amoz, went to him and said, This is what the Lord says. Put your house in order because you are going to die. You will not recover. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept briefly. Before Isaiah left the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him, Go back and tell Hezekiah, the ruler of my people, this is what the Lord, the God of your father David, says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you. On the third day from now, you will go up to the temple of the Lord. I will add 15 years to your life. I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. I will defend this city for my sake and for the sake of my servant David. Then Isaiah said, prepare a poultice of figs. They did so and applied it to the boil and he recovered. Hezekiah had asked Isaiah, what will be the sign that the Lord will heal me and that I will go up to the temple of the Lord on the third day from now? Isaiah answered, This is the Lord's sign that the Lord will do as He what he has promised. Shall the shadow go forward ten steps or shall it go back ten steps? It is a simple matter for the shadow to go forward ten steps, said Hezekiah. Rather have it go back ten steps. Then the prophet Isaiah called on the Lord and the Lord made the shadow go back ten steps. It had gone down on the stairway of Ahaz. Hezekiah is a good king, but Hezekiah will die. Even good kings die. It's just a matter of timing. And so Hezekiah becomes ill here, and Isaiah is sent to him to bring him the news that this is his time. And Hezekiah prays, and he cries, and he says to the Lord, I've been a faithful servant. And God changes his mind, is what this seems to say, or God was you know, if you're not into God changes his mind, then God was planning for Hezekiah to do this and now reveals his real plan. I don't know from our point of view, we can really tell one from the other, but Isaiah was sent with one word and then he was sent with the opposite word. And apparently what had gone wrong here is that Hezekiah seems to have some sort of infection. He's got a boil and this is in the day before antibiotics. And so they put a poultice of figs on it instead and he recovers. It's interesting that after all that has happened, Hezekiah says, well, can you show me a sign? Because he's already seen this incredible victory of God. So my impression is that even if we see one miracle, we don't necessarily expect a second. And so Hezekiah asks for this sign that the shadow will move in the wrong direction, basically, and is given that sign. God is not just good to him. God is gracious to him. God doesn't mind this little test here. And we see that sometimes. We see that with Gideon back in the book of Judges, where Gideon is really uncertain of what God is saying. And so he puts, as we say, a fleece before the Lord and says, let the fleece end up dry and the ground wet or vice versa. 
and vice versa. It happens twice. And so sometimes God says, it's okay. It's okay to ask. I don't know if it's always okay, but it certainly was okay with Hezekiah. Now, of course, Hezekiah has led this life that is exemplary. Hezekiah has led this life of faithfulness. And because of that, he gets 15 bonus years. Now, it's interesting because he is told he gets 15 more years. I don't know what you would do if you knew you had exactly 15 more years. Yeah, I suspect that this year you would start a series of projects that might take a while. But what would you do in year 14? What would you do as it approaches 15? Would you set your house in order? Would you go on one last trip? We don't know how many days we get. As I care more this year for elderly parents, I'm really reminded that we don't know how many days we get. And so whether you get that extra 15 or you don't, I think we are encouraged to do the most we can with what we have. Envoys from Babylon. At that time, Marduk Baladan, son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent Hezekiah letters and a gift because he had heard of Hezekiah's illness. Hezekiah received the envoys and showed them all that was in his storehouses, the silver, the gold, the spices, and the fine olive oil, his armory, and everything found among his treasures. There was nothing in his palace or in his kingdom that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and asked, What did those men say, and where did they come from? From a distant land, Hezekiah replied, They came from Babylon. The prophet asked, What did they see in your palace? They saw everything in my palace, Hezekiah said. There is nothing among my treasures that I did not show them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord. The time will surely come when everything in your palace and all that your predecessors have stored up until this day will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord, and some of your descendants, your own flesh and blood, who will be born to you will be taken away and they will become eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. The word of the Lord you have spoken is good, Hezekiah replied, for he thought, will there not be peace and security in my lifetime? As for the other events of Hezekiah's reign, all his achievements, and how he made the pool and the tunnel by which he brought water into the city, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? Hezekiah rested with his ancestors, and Manasseh, his son, succeeded him as king. Just a small archaeological note, you can visit Hezekiah's tunnel, or at least you can visit the tunnels under Jerusalem, and one that they believe was built by Hezekiah that was lost for centuries and has now been rediscovered. I think it was rediscovered within my lifetime, I want to say. But there are underground tours of Jerusalem, including tours that start at the City of David, which is outside the modern walls, down a little bit outside the Dung Gate, that look at the archaeological evidence of David's city, and then also look at some of these tunnels. Because all of that we're reading actually happened, and it's good for us to remember that we're not just reading this story. And Isn't it interesting, a few chapters ago, we get Judah asks for help from Assyria against their neighbors, and Assyria shows up in the scene and ends up taking away Israel and taking most of Judah and then 
being defeated by God. And now Babylon shows up on the scene. Babylon not being that old, as far as Hezekiah is concerned, they're not a neighbor, they're way over there. And so he doesn't hesitate to show them everything. Everything, it turns out, that will eventually be theirs. Because we're heading in the direction now, God reveals through Isaiah, of when Judah will be carried off into exile in Babylon. We're not there yet, but Hezekiah is now told that this is where things are heading. That is not a good direction. And I think we may find that there's a reason why we're heading in that direction, is that not all the kings after Hezekiah will be as faithful to the Lord as Hezekiah has been. But you're going to have to come back and see if that is the case, because we're going to wrap up this episode here. Subscribe and come back next week. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. I'm Don Hawkins, and I once heard Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy say, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, check to see if they're breathing. I'd like to invite you to my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You, featuring encouraging guests like Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley, Dan Cathy, the late Dr. Frank Menrith, Josh McDowell, and more. To subscribe to my weekly Encouragement for You podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. That's lifeaudio.com.